the first cyber warrior in the US Army, uses quantum encryption to make computing safer at home. I'm Tanya Hall, and joining me is Anthony Lawrence, CEO at Lightwriter. Welcome, Tony. Thank you for having me. Of course. So we'll get into Lightwriter shortly, but you were recruited by the NSA at age 17. So without violating your security clearance, can you tell us a little bit about what you did to accomplish that? <clears throat> so I, the Twin Towers actually fell when I was 16 years old. I remember it like it was yesterday. I was actually in the library when they fell. And um, that moment I knew I wanted to join the military and protect my country. Uh, so as soon as I turned 17, they had a split option program, which allowed me to enlist into the US Army. In doing so, I was able to go to, the, to basic training while I was still a junior in high school. Um, once I returned from basic training, once I returned back to my high school, uh, which was in Sterling, Virginia. Um, the NSA was set up outside of my high school. I walked up, spoke to recruiters, and they recruited me. So that when I went active duty, once completion of high school, uh, I started working directly for the NSA. As soon, I wasn't even 18 yet, and I was working for the NSA. You were also the first cyber warrior for the US Army, the NSA, as you mentioned, and Cybercom. What's a day in the life of a cyber warrior look like? You know, it's pretty interesting. Uh, when I first started working for the NSA, uh, my job was to collect Morse code. So within five years of collecting Morse code, I worked my way up to the top of NSA. So um, I was the original cyber warrior. Uh, my first deployment was with a special group from NSA called the Expeditionary Computer Network Operations Initiative, or XCNO. And that was the test bed for what is now known as US Cybercom. Since I was the first deployer out, once I returned home from my deployment, uh, which was about six months, um, I went to the Pentagon, uh, went to the White House, briefed everybody on what I was doing, and the uh, director of NSA loved it, and he pulled me right from my military unit. At the time, I was 22 years old, and he put me on a staff. I was the youngest member of a staff of 100 people. So how do you collect Morris code? I mean, people still <laughs> use that on the battlefield? Back, well, back in, that was back in 2004, 2005. You use a radio to collect Morse, Morse code. That's how we did it back in the day. We were actually tracking the Korean, North Korean missile launches. Um, they, would, they would beat messages back to the, the home station in North Korea. We would collect it, um, you know, decipher it, and report it to the White House and the Pentagon. Um, so we collected a lot of amazing things. I actually used to fly missions over North Korea, over the DMZ, to collect those very same signals. Um, in addition, we did direction finding, uh, which allowed us to pinpoint the precise location of the missiles shot by North Korea. And NSA was doing that stuff back in 2005. So do you fly with a drone or direct? So direction findings done by, that's a great question. Yeah, direction findings done by the similar towers to cell phone towers. Uh, you'll have three towers in different locations and they would, basically ping off an object, all three towers, and locate the, the objects where it is. It, it does it relatively fast. And this is very old technology. We have way better stuff today. All right, so, so now let's get to Lightwriter. What okay. does the company do and what goals or milestones do you have for the next year? So Lightwriter is a pretty interesting company. Um, Lightwriter provides quantum encryption products. 
Uh, so we have we use physical products to protect your information in cyberspace. So currently we have two different products, LightRouter LT and LightRouter Quantum. Uh, LightRouter LT utilizes our quantum software, which is basically a modified blockchain infrastructure, our software, um, where we, we, we inject quantum entropy into the encryption, into the code. Um, and we do that with a quantum chip. So I actually have a quantum chip with me now. Um, this is a quantum shot noise processor. Uh, right here is the quantum chip. This board translates the, the chip's output uh, to, to a Raspberry Pi, and then it generates random numbers. And how it does it, nobody knows, just that's, that's the nature of quantum. Um, but this chip is able to generate random numbers, and nobody, not even a quantum computer, can figure out which numbers are coming next. All right, you say that today's internet is old and easy to hack. So explain how LightWriter uh, is gonna help with that. So LightWriter is gonna help by basically tethering your device to your home. So once you have a light, I wish I had one with me now, um, they're actually under production, almost done. But basically, if you have a light rider in your possession and you have your laptop in your possession, any software that's on that laptop that you don't want anybody to get access to, light rider is physically encrypting it. So you have, instead of having virtual encryption, you know, basically people typing in ones and zeros or folks using, you know, fancy algorithms, you actually have a device that's encrypting your hardware or software. And the only way to gain access to that, to your material, is to break this device or to stop this device from, from working. Um, so we're using matter-based encryption methods to protect our clients' information. So is that the difference then between LightWriter's version of quantum encryption and the public and private key encryption we use today? That's right. That is the primary difference. We use things, we can use your, your glasses to encrypt your information on your computer or your shoes or your jacket. Um, we can use the, the painting your walls to encrypt your information. So we're, we're, we're tethering it to a specific place. So for example, if you're using LightRider LT right now and um, you have it connected to your laptop, somebody's outside your house trying to hack into your Wi-Fi, trying to get into your information, that's not going to work with LightRider. You know, spear phishing attacks, war driving attacks will not work with LightRider uh, because the encryption is provided only within the home. If you're not in a home, you won't get access to the information. Tony Lawrence, CEO at LightRider. If somebody wants to find out more about this, how can they do that? Oh, the best way to find out more is to go to LightRiderInc.com. And that's again, LightRiderInc.com. You'll find out all the latest information on my company. And you'll also be able to see information about other quantum companies and other special quantum opportunities out there on the web. Thanks again, Tony, and thanks for your service. All right, thank you so much. Take care. Absolutely. And find more of my interviews right here or at tanyahall.net. Thanks for watching.